Okay, so lead qualification. It's a very shiny topic and a lot of people like to talk about it. The market is wrong, right? Kind of, I'm gonna take a bit of a bold approach to this video um, because I'm gonna say something that basically no one believes is true. Um, based on my experience, having built two seven-figure, well, one multi-seven-figure and seven-figure company, lead qualification is bullshit. And that might sound strange to you because you've probably been conditioned to believe that it's important. Um, it's not important. Now, there is an element of importance to it, and I will explain what the caveat to this is, but for the most part, for most people, for most businesses, at least in the um, online space like SMMA, coaching, etc., lead qualification is a waste of time. It's bullshit. And you might be a bit thinking like, well, hang on, Charlie, what the hell? Like, surely qualification is important. No, <laughs> right. It's not as important as you think. And if anything, it's probably hindering your ability to grow. I'm going to explain exactly why and justify my argument here. I wouldn't be surprised if some people dislike the video and comment like you're an idiot, but... I'm willing to like say what I believe to be true, even if people think it's a stupid idea. So my name is Charlie Morgan. Um, I've built and scaled two companies. I've scaled an agency to seven figures, which I've now sold. And I have scaled a coaching business to multi seven figures, which I still run. Lead qualification is bullshit, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna share why. When you start a business, you should not be picky. Beggars cannot be choosers. And when it comes to working with businesses and taking clients on board, you're in no position to qualify people, right? Now, lead qualification is only, an, is only important, it's only useful when your calendar is full and you have prospect B who would be more likely to buy from you than prospect A. So the only, this is important because lead qualification is a really important asset only when there's opportunity cost of talking to someone less qualified than someone more qualified. Most people's calendars are empty. Most people have no sales calls and most people don't have any business or businesses to talk to. And those that do don't have enough of it to warrant actually like feeling like they've got a lot of demand. And like lead qualification is, is a huge hindrance because when you, okay, so let's, let's put it into this perspective. Pre-judgment is the death of sales. What I mean by this is that when you go to book an appointment, you should not come into that appointment with any prejudgments or conceptions of what you believe to be true about that business. Because what looks like, what, what looks like, whatever, whatever it looks like is there is probably not there. So if you go to Berkshire Hathaway's website, I think they do like $500 billion a year in revenue. If you go to their website, go on, open another tab and go to berkshirehathaway.com, whatever it is. Now, if you look to that website, you would think they're probably going to be a bad client. You'd probably think, oh, they're just like, they haven't got a good website. They haven't got any social media pages. I can't find any like contact information. They're just going to be a bad client. They're going to be a nightmare. Well, you could miss out signing a $500 billion company. Look at Amazon's website, right? Amazon's like the biggest company in the world. And their, their website is clunky, difficult to use, and like most e-commerce agencies, if they didn't know what Amazon was, would not even email Amazon because most e-commerce agencies want to work with um, e-commerce stores that are sort of like niched and have like one product and like they have a great CRO. But Amazon's website is anything but like great. It's a complete mess, but it works. And maybe you'd miss out on working with Amazon. Those are a couple of examples. Now, there's a few things to unpack here. I don't like forms. 
before calls. So I use Calendly forms to book my calls, right? So like, what's your obstacle? What are you struggling with? What do you want to do? How much do you want to make? But I, before a sales call, and I say this to my reps as well, I do not look at the look at the forms. I have no, before a sales call, I have no knowledge of the person I'm talking to. I do no research. I have no knowledge. There are no questions answered because I don't want any preconceptions, which are misconceptions about this business based on my perception of what they should look like. The only information that I will use to close them and make a decision on whether they're the right fit or not is information that comes directly from me asking questions to the owner of that business. Anything else is an assumption. And we do not want to build businesses on assumptions. You can try, but it won't work because most humans are wrong and most humans perceive things in the wrong way. Preconception is, or like prejudgment of a prospect is, like I said, the death of a sale. Now, here's the other argument to this. Qualification is a complete waste of time and research is a complete waste of time. You might think, well, what if I get on the call and the prospect says, have you researched me? Or the prospect says, oh, you, you've clearly done no research. You know nothing about my business. I would just say to them, yeah, you're actually right. I don't do any research. I don't even look at the form that you filled out. And the primary reason behind that is because the only information that I want to use is the information that you give me because I could be wrong or I could assume something that would be wrong potentially. And that could hinder my ability to truly help you and actually diagnose your problem to see if we can give you the proper solution. The only information that I'm willing to accept is information from you directly, not based on anything that comes from my pre-assumptions. They can't argue with that. Um, when you haven't got a huge amount of appointments, you can't be picky as to who you talk to. You should talk to everyone right? Everyone, no matter how much money you think they have, no matter how willing you think they are to buy, no matter how early they are on in their journey, you have no idea, no idea what people are actually like. And sure, you might be right a lot of the time. A lot of the time you might book a call with someone from a third world country and they might have no money and then you might not talk to them. And there are instances in my company where I will cancel certain calls if I can see certain criteria. An example of this is we sell a high ticket. And if I see someone coming from a third world country, um, with extremely low um, income like goals, then I'll cancel the call. And I know that because I've actually taken 50, like 40 or 50 calls that look like that. And it wasn't until I did that that I then started to, start to actually do this and cancel the calls. So only like you can cancel calls and like you can, uh, you can look at the forms, but you don't want to build any judgments based on the forms or the other questions the person answers. And so it took me like 40 or 50 sales calls with people from third world countries with low income goals to then no, no longer assume, but know that 99% of the time, someone who meets those requirements from an external perspective will not be a good fit for us. And so now I cancel those calls, but everything else comes through. Um, the other reason you don't want to, to do this is because I cannot tell you how many people I've closed and sold who I thought in the initial early stages had no money at all. I can't tell you how many people I've closed as a result of talking to people that had no money at all. So another example of this is maybe you talk to a prospect and like maybe they're not a good fit for you, but you don't know who they know. You don't know how much money they have saved up in the bank. You don't know they just won the lottery. You don't know what business they're going to be running in six months. Like in the early stages of your business, everything is about network. It's all about establishing friends and authority and connections in your industry. And if you get 
a sales call with a, a, a store, a brand or a business that doesn't look like they're a good fit for your services, you should still talk to them because you don't know who they know who could buy from you. You don't know how much money they're going to be making in six months and might remember you. Like it's all about pipeline. It's all about relationships and sales, right? It's all about relationships and sales. And you are in no position to turn down people. Now, like I said, the only caveat to this, the only time I will cancel calls is if my calendar is full and a call comes along or like when people come along that look like they're not qualified, then I'll cancel them so people that are more qualified do come in. But usually we just buy, we just get another rep because I know that like I've literally taken pretty much every single sales call that's ever been booked for me um, over the last like five years. I think I've done about 2,500 sales calls, 2,300 sales calls, something like that. And even when I'm taking every single sales call, my conversion rate still sits at 40%. And everyone's like, oh, but I don't want to waste my time. And it's like, dude, what do you mean waste your time? Like you're talking, you're building a relationship with and talking to someone who could potentially buy from you. But even if they can, it's someone in your industry who might hold authority or who might be able to introduce you to other people. You have no idea. You don't know. You're assuming and assumptions are a recipe for disaster in business. Do you want to talk to everyone, no matter how unqualified they may seem? You're not wasting your time. Like, be real with yourself. What else are you going to be doing that could be more important than booking a call and doing a call with someone that could actually potentially purchase with you, even if there's a 5%, 1% chance of them buying? It's still important you do it because, like, sales calls are the most single most important activity to the growth of your enterprise. And even if those sales calls are with people that might not resemble the perfect fit on paper, why would you cancel the call? What else are you going to do that's more important than that call? Like, I don't know, nothing, right? So moral of the story is try this for 30 days, right? Don't take my word as gospel because I understand that this is a, this is a contrarian stance to the, the sort of most people's perspective on how this works. But trust me, like, you'll be very surprised. Don't like, and this is the other thing, when you start the sales call, drop all assumptions about the prospect. If you think they haven't got the money to buy, drop the assumption. If you think they've got the money to buy, drop the assumption. Don't assume they're great. Don't assume they're worse. Actually, you can basically, I do every single sales call assuming the prospect has like a million in cash, even if they don't. And I know that's delusional and not true. Like when you, if you have a assumption or prejudgment about the prospect from their form, from the questions they've had, that they've told you in the early stages, like, and you go to pitch them and you think they haven't got any money, then your pitch will be in accordance to that assumption and that belief. And then your conviction will drop and the way you pitch will drop and you will achieve the outcome that you believe that should have happened in the first place. So like it genuinely is the case that like qualification and assumption and judgment prior to the call or even during the call is the death of most sales. I've signed people up for $7,000 programs that are making $1,000 a month. I've signed gyms up for our for our um, like ten grand consulting deals for gyms that are just getting started. Um, likewise, I've signed gyms up that are huge, and I've signed gyms up that don't have much money. I've signed I've signed agency owners that are from the third world. I've signed agency owners for our program that seemingly have no money at all. Like, don't make assumptions or judgments. I know you want to, and I know you don't like doing sales calls and feel uncomfortable and want every excuse you can to get out of them, right? But it's so important that you go into every call with an open mind and a clean slate. You let go of this qualification thing. The worst thing that can happen, right, as well, by the way, is for you to make an assumption about the prospect, for that assumption to be true, and then for you to confirm this stupid loop, right? It's a feedback loop where you're like, he doesn't look qualified, and then he doesn't buy, like, I knew he wasn't qualified. And then 
Now that reinforces you to think that you're clever and smart so that you're going to be more accurate with people who aren't qualified. But the reason that most people don't buy is because not because of how qualified they are, but it's actually because that you thought he could, wasn't going to buy. So you made it so he didn't. Right. So if you think that someone can't buy, you will make it so that they can. It's like in, in psychology, it's called praxis. It's in, it basically that's like behaving in accordance with your belief. It's kind of impossible for human beings to behave or act in a way that isn't in accordance with what they believe to be true. And if you believe someone can't buy from you, then you will make it so that they can. But then you'll think that you're right about your pre-assumptions, which will then feed back into more pre-assumptions, which will feed back into more shit and no closes, all because you didn't want to waste your time. Like, what? Like, let's say you start an e-commerce agency and you book a call with someone, you've got no clients or you've got a few clients and you're not booking many calls. And you come across this brand and this brand's doing like $5,000 a month and you're thinking, oh, I charge two grand a month, there's no way they're a fit, this is a waste of my time. You don't know how much money they have saved in the bank, right? Ready to spend. You don't know if they're currently in a position of scaling where the next month they're set to do 20 grand. You don't know if they know other business owners that would be qualified that could buy from you, that they could introduce to you. You have no idea about anything about this person. If you're, if you're going to start making decisions on who you should work with and who you should talk to based on like five or six Calendly questions, then you'll be poor forever. Don't look at forms. Don't read the forms they fill out. Don't make any prejudgments. Don't do research. Don't look at their Instagram followers. Don't do anything, right? Same with like your lead sourcing. Just reach out to everyone, right? Like eventually you will learn what warrants quality and what doesn't. But it's only after a significant volume of sales calls with a certain pattern of prospect that you can start to actually make rational judgments as to what does work and what doesn't work for you. So for example, there are parameters and things that I will use to cancel calls if they are booked. And I know that they're like actually not qualified because I've done those calls. So my point here is that you can use lead quality and you can qualify your prospects as to whether or not you take the call, but you can't do it until you've spoken to enough people with an open mind to see if they actually can buy from you or not. So it's kind of like my situation. If I see a call coming from like someone in a third world country and they want to make like five grand a month, then I've literally sat through like 40 of those calls and done them with the assumption that people have loads of money and they want to work with me and they want to buy and none of them have closed, right? And that's like, that's like a thing where I'm like, okay, I've done 40 calls that look like this with conviction using the same process I used to convert it 40% with other leads and they haven't bought. So now I can, I'm no longer assuming that they're not a fit. I know they're not a good fit and now I can save my time and not waste my time on those prospects through that. But the other thing with this is that if you're in business and you're an agency owner, it doesn't hurt to practice sales. The best sales practice you get is going to be doing sales calls. So if you haven't got a huge amount of sales calls and you book a sales call that doesn't look qualified, take it anyway and put your heart and soul into the sales call because it's good practice for you. And the best way to get better at sales is to do more calls. So maybe you have like 10 calls in a row that aren't qualified, um, but that will train you and prepare you for the next one that could be perfect for you. So there's no reason to not take sales calls in the early stages. Most people use lead qualification as a scapegoat for justification of their shit sales abilities. If you can't close deals, it's seldom is it the lead. So we hired a sales rep once um, for Imperium and he had like 30 years of experience and he was really confident and we were like, yeah, sure, he'll do good. I was converting, I was still doing sales calls. We were transitioning from my calendar to his. I was converting about 35 or 40% using the exact same cold organic lead sources that we were getting. 
And this guy came on and he didn't sell a single person over 30 calls and he kept blaming the leads. He was like, oh, the leads don't wanna make a decision or the leads don't have the money or these people aren't qualified. And I was like, well, I've been doing the same calls as you from the same source and I've been converting at 40%. So do we think it's the process and the person or the actual lead quality? And he, he was like, no, it's the quality. I should be able to sell, I can sell, I'm fine. I'm like, you're an idiot. This doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Um, so if your calls aren't closing, never, ever, 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 ever point to the prospect. It's never the prospect, it's always you. There are instances where you'll be put in sales positions where people just can't buy. They haven't got the money or they're so emotionally fucked that they can't even make a decision. That's fine. And sometimes that will happen. But like, it's kind of the exception, not the rule that people don't buy because of them, not because of you. So this is an important lesson in business. It's taken me years to learn this, but I realized that, you know, a couple of years ago, and I made a lot more money and signed a lot more clients using this framework. And I think it's like, it's people like hiding behind lead quality because it's a, it's a, it's a thing they can point the finger to and blame for their lack of progress in business. It's an easy one to see like, oh, people aren't buying because my market doesn't make decisions on the first call or the lead quality. And it, like, just look at it, man. Like, it's just an excuse. You can either make sales or you can make excuses, right? And most people just want to make excuses because it's too hard for them to admit that they're not very good at closing. And as soon as you actually take responsibility and say, do you know what? Most of these calls haven't closed because of me. That's when you start seeing progress because now you've retaken control or you probably haven't even had it before. You've taken control over a variable in your business that you can actually now start to develop and improve. But if you always believe that it's the prospect and that you're, it's the quality of the prospect that's resulting in no deals coming through, then like, of course, you're never going to get better because you're never going to try because you're going to think it's outside of your control. It is in your control if you think it's in control. So that's everything, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this video. A bit of a rant more than anything. I know it's a different stance, but I can't express like how important this is to understand. So if you'd like the video, you can like it. There's a button for that. You can comment if you have anything to add and subscribe. If you like the video, you can consider subscribing. Um, if you are an agency owner, a coach or a consultant, and you're struggling to acquire clients and get more customers, click the first link in the description. It's not a 997 course. It's not a free training or a webinar or a bullshit case study funnel. It's a video of me talking straight about how we help agency owners get customers. Check it out if you want. If not, don't worry, that's fine. Have a good day. Talk to you later.